Tonight, Finance Minister in urgent charm offensive to win hearts and minds of members of parliament ahead of crucial presentation of mid-year budget review on Monday. We have exclusive details of his closed-door meeting with MPs that just ended, including confirmation that government will not be asking for more money for 2023. Uh, my expectation is that uh, the minister is going to give us an assurance that GetFan is going to be treated better. I will expect that the minister should come forward this time. Only reduce expenditure. Government expenditure is too much. Plus, why Finance Committee Chair Kweku Kwating is under fire from his own MPP colleagues who accuse him of sitting on hundreds of tax waiver requests, leaving investors frustrated. It is giving us problems, it's giving a headache. Are you telling me that every serious investor coming to this country who has borrowed money from the bank should sit down for two years before they get the exemption to credit goods or the port? What are you doing to industry? You are killing industry. We have details as the NDC minority leadership comes to his defense after Trade Minister Katie Hammond filed an urgent question to haul the finance chair before the House. We are talking of 150 tax exemptions, 150 companies, amounting to billions of cities. It's because at the time that the government needs every revenue. So nobody should blame the, finance, the, the chairman of the finance committee for not doing his job. And Top Story is always brought to you by Vodafone. Now, Finance Minister Kendall Furiata has for the last few hours been locked up in a crucial meeting as part of an urgent charm offensive to win the hearts and minds of members of parliament ahead of the presentation of the mid-year budget review on Monday. It is an unprecedented move, underlining the importance of the budget review coming after Ghana secured its latest IMF program. Parliamentary correspondent Kweku Asante uh, joins us on the line right now also with me in the studio with my colleague uh, from the business desk George Yafe who has been working his sources at the finance ministry on the day that uh, we are told things are pretty fluid uh, as they finalize what the document will look like. Kweku, what are we learning from this closed door meeting? Evans, mainly what the minority has been demanding, pressing the finance minister to commit not to ask for more money from parliament because they believe that the country's finances is in a precarious situation. So then we know that the minority have been able to secure assurances from the finance minister that the media budget review will not come with new demand for more money, and that the finance minister is only going to present the true state of the economy, where Ghana is currently, and how we intend to build back better. And so there will be no asking for money. The minority have also been demanding that get funded and other statutory funds which they claim the finance minister was starving of funds who get the needed resources. MPs are concerned that with elections hanging in the horizon, with the delay in releasing of the common fund, MPs say of that common fund 
will now be in arrears. And if they are unable to do any projects in their constituencies, then they will be on their way out. And so they have been trying to secure commitments from the finance minister that whatever is owed gets fund, whatever is owed the disassembly's common fund, all of them will be paid. The finance minister says, well, I can give no assurances, but as far as I'm concerned, this media budget is going to give you more assurances that this country is building back from the past few weeks. We've heard from people like Ishmael Yamsin who have said that the current state of the economy is the worst they have seen in their lives. The minority, we understand, have been putting some of those issues to the finance minister in that closed-door meeting that happened. And the finance minister said, so far, things are looking good. And when they do the presentation on Monday, Ghanaians will begin to realize that the kinds of measures government has put in place have been working and there is good news coming. And so the IMF money they've gotten is enough and no amount of money is going to be requested from Parliament. And before they went into this closed-door session, you interacted with some of the MPs and you've touched on some of the points. It appears to me that this, these are issues that they feel very passionate about and they've been holding the finance minister's feet to the fire in this closed-door session. Indeed. In fact, Benjamin Podo, who is one of the leading guys for finance on the part of the minority, says that he wants governments to cut expenditure. Governments should cut its quotes according to its size. Others believe that get fund and other statutory funds must get all that they, 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 they deserve to, to, to be able to do what they, they, they've earmarked for the year. So they've been able to extract all those. You can listen to some of them on what they expect from the finance minister on Monday. Uh, my expectation to, uh, on Monday is that uh, the minister is going to give us an assurance that uh, get fund is going to be treated better than they did during the 2023 budget session. Because I raised an issue about that, that if GetFan was going to uh, rake in, the tax was going to rake in about 4.6 billion, why do you give them only 1.8? And because of that, there is a, fall, a shortfall in their budget. They cannot do much this year. And uh, we raised that issue, we deliberated upon it, he promised that he will do something about it during the mid-year review. So I'm expecting that uh, something more in terms of a release will be added to whatever they have given get found so far. Uh, that's my greatest expectation. Uh, my understanding is he wants to uh, brief us on uh, the events that have happened uh, since uh, the, the, the last time we, he, he appeared before parliament. So we are going there. There are issues about common fund, uh, this assembly's common fund, which we will discuss. These are the meetings. And I think that he will also highlight uh, issues concerning the, the mid-year budget review, which we are going to take on Monday. So that's, that, that's what briefly we are going to do. What are your own expectations for the mid-year budget review on Monday? I will expect that the, 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 the minister should come forward this time to boldly reduce expenditure. Government expenditure is too much. And we are not bridging the fiscal gap. So if, if we are constrained raising more revenue, because already the revenue tax handles that we approved the last time, there is difficulty realizing revenue from it. So the other option is to cut down on expenditure. But we are not hearing anything from that side. That's my worry. So we hope that from 
the IMF oversight that has been happening, the the minister should be bold enough to cut down on expenditure. Well, George, your face here with me in the studio. And, and George, there's, there's a lot of talk if you listen to the members of parliament. Mm. One, the, the speculation is that he's possibly breaching the constitutional provision as far as the timelines mm. for the presentation is concerned, but also what he is allowed to say and not say, yeah. all circumscribed by law. Mm. Yeah. When you go through the Public Financial Management Act, it states that whoever is the Minister of Finance, not later than July 31, he's supposed to come to Parliament and update members. Evans, don't forget that the budget that they are going to review it was presented in the previous year. So the 2023 budget was presented in 2022 November. The numbers that he worked with, the minister worked with, was up to September. There has been an update on the fiscal numbers. So you need to update Parliament about the update in these fiscal numbers. You also need to give us some numbers when it comes to the first six months of the year in terms of how the numbers been when it comes to the fiscal situation, expenditure, revenue, and even your benchmark as well in terms of oil and all those things. And the law requires that the minister does this thing before July 31. So he's actually has his work cut out for him in terms of what he's supposed to do and what he's not supposed to do. And, and, and you, you've been working your sources. We've had the confirmation, and uh, Kweku confirms that from this briefing. He's told the MPs, from what we understand, that I'm not coming to ask mm. for more money. Mm. What else do we know tonight? And, as far and, as and you, you're right on that one, because for me, what, what this is very critical is that he has given an assurance to members of parliament. We have situations where things are initiated. When it comes to the presentation, it will change. The, the minister, or what we are hearing is that he is going to come up with policies that would entrain the stability that we are seeing and therefore promote growth as well. There's still issues about taxes, whether whatever that they will introduce will be more of administrative measures that would end up improving collections. So the bit about the supplementary budget, this is the same thing that we are picking. The, the claim is also that, again, the numbers will show that the economy is showing some strong signs of stability. And that is what the minister would also update the house with respect to the micro and the macro situation when it comes to the economy. Mm. Uh, so there's a lot to look forward to today. And, and, and George, we need to put this in context. The reason why this is unique is that this particular media review uh, presentation, this budget is mm. about to present uh, to us a review of the last one, strictly supervised by the IMF officials. Evans, you are right on that one and more of crossing the t's dotting the i's in terms of what you are supposed to do especially when it comes to the fiscal data you know is the finance minister going to give us an update and what we are picking up is that it was supposed to ensure that the fund wanted an update in terms of maybe up to june in terms of the fiscal situation because don't forget that this budget is so critical in helping us review our economic situation when it comes to the first program that we're going to the first we're going to do in september this year mm. so this budget will be critical because the fund want to look at this budget ending june being the test date what are the macro and the fiscal situation have you been able to meet them are you on track when it comes to the broader imf program and so the imf is having a great hand in terms of the consultation and ensure that when it comes to the fiscal situation you are or it's in line 
with the IMF program that you've told them that you're going to do. Uh, uh, George, thank you very much. Quickly, let's bring in uh, Professor Finance at the University of Ghana, Professor Gofford Bokwing. Uh, uh, also joining us is the president of the uh, Ghana Union Traders Association, Dr. Joseph Obey. A uh, prof, let me start with you. Uh, so as George has been saying, this uh, mid-year budget review is uh, strictly supervised by the IMF. No surprise then, I guess, that he's not going to ask for uh, supplementary budget. He's not asking for more money to spend. Well, yeah, hello. Um, I agree with George. Um, I think, um, of course, we expect uh, an update on the economy and also uh, an update on the IMF-supported program. Remember that um, in November last year, when the minister presented the budget, um, it was consistent with the understanding that he had the blessings of the IMF. And we said so because if you look at the IMF program, there were certain conditionalities that were were prior actions okay so the proposed structural conditionalities under the 17th IMA program were structured into two main uh, categories the prior actions the ones that were supposed to be done was the we were awaiting the program approval and then the post program uh, structural conditionalities and as George mentioned we have some structural benchmarks with end June date. So the understanding is that given that we've gone past June, um, the media review should give us um, uh, some update in terms of how we are performing with the IMF supported program, whether we are on course, and also to fully align the program objectives with the with government fiscal strategy uh, for the medium term is very important because probably we could say that well um at the time we're presenting the 2022 budget we've had a staff level agreement and all of that and therefore that uh, maybe would have been reflected to some extent but now that the program has been approved government now has the opportunity to align uh, our our fiscal measures, our structural, and all of that with the IMF program. But beyond that, even um, the budget must respond to certain realities on the ground, beyond meeting IMF expectations, beyond and and some of the things, the realities, the MPs in Parliament have expressed them. Right, there are too many taxes. Okay, and there's no point, and I don't think that it is it is really the doing of the IMF that we should we should impose this level of taxes on ourselves just to please the IMF. Do, I don't do you expect so. more taxes it, on Monday? No. Okay. I'm rather expecting that government would 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 match the standard VAT rate with the street levels and peg it at below eighteen percent. The decoupling is not helpful. The six percent is contributing directly to adding to the cost base of doing business in Ghana. And it makes our private sector uncompetitive. So I'm expecting that the media review will respond to that. We cannot wait till November for this to appear in the substantive budget with implementation from uh, 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 January 2024. No. Then also COVID-19 health levy has to go. E-levy should go. I think, and then we need to find administrative and compliance measures to increase our tax revenue. That way, we will be able to free up space for the private sector to grow and boost uh, inclusive productivity growth. Those ones can be done, can be accommodated within the, within the media review. The only caution 
that I found is that if you look at the posture of the of the government in the last three years, they tend to be aggressively overconfident about the economy. And it turns out sometimes to be exactly the opposite. I think that we have to be conscious. We are seeing some stability. How durable is that, right? And 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 and, and at the end of the day, if you see the pain, the fiscal adjustment in the program, it it, it there's no where in the world that any serious country is taking their citizens through something like this. And therefore, we cannot celebrate some stability and recovery when, when there is so much pain in the system, when there, there is so much... Look, look at the number of people who have been pushed into poverty. Look at the widening inequality. You cannot look at all this and claim that there is progress and, 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 and on that there point stability. and on that point yeah. do, you, do you expect any measures in the media budget review that may alleviate some of that pain i'm, I'm expecting that even worse we one would expect that the substantive budget will be more accommodative i think that the agency of the situation on the ground requires that the media review takes that poster as well mm. if it is not in a certain significant scope the signal has to be clear and, and, and let no minister come and tell us that the economy is in good shape when pensioners are not happy, mm. when private sector is complaining. Then who, whose economy are you talking about? Um, let me bring in Dr. Joseph Obeng, who is also with us. He represents the Ghana Union Traders Association, a major stakeholder in the economy. Uh, Doug, so this is on Monday. Um, we just had the expectations that nobody expects new taxes in. Uh, your own expectations as far as your members is, uh, are concerned? Okay. All that we need is stability and space uh, for the business community to grow our businesses. That's all that we need. And that we have to be able to sustain and entrench the stability of the currency as it, it is now if we are not able even to reduce um, the level of um, uh, depreciation. So um, we have to sustain the, um, the 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 gains that we are uh, making now in terms of the stability of the um, uh, currency. We have to also do everything to bring inflation down. Uh, uh, that that is a matter of um, a choice for the nation to do, because that has been the bane. Um, of uh, our problem. How are we going to be able to bring uh, inflation uh, down? I think we have to do so by pruning down the cost of doing business. The cost of doing business is too high, extractively high, that we are not competitive at all in the sub-region. And then uh, we are also... Uh, uh, hello? I can hear you, sir. Yeah. And so... Um, we have to be able to uh, pull down the cost of doing business. We also have to uh, bring down the monetary policy uh, rate to bring the down, wage to wage allow the, the uh, lending rates to come down. Well, it doesn't if appear we, that the central bank agrees with that view, and uh, they, they, they hiked it recently, all targeted at inflation. You said inflation must come down. The policy is, is directed at doing just that. Yeah, the, the, the policy rate... Um, should not go up because when it goes up, it compounds. It compounds the cost of doing business. It's already I'm up. I guess. Let me I'm ask you: How is it affecting your business? The inflation that we are experiencing is a re as a result of the accumulation of the cost of doing business that we are encountering in this country. 
So if we keep on increasing the monetary policy rate, it's only compounding the problem. And that's what we are, uh, we, we are facing. Hmm. And then also we have to also manage our expenditure. If we are able to um, manage our expenditure, then of course um, the government is able to bring down the excess liquidity and all that that they seek in the increase of the monetary policy rate, isn't it? Uh, and Dr. Joseph Obin, you raise a very important point about uh, expectations that uh, the finance minister maybe uh, or should actually be also cutting expenditure. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Professor Bokwing, also. Um, we look forward to Monday. I'm pretty sure we'll hear your thoughts again once we know what the facts are and the reality of what is in the media budget review. And, George, very briefly on the point that Dr. Joseph Obing just made about cutting expenditure. Mm. Anything that you picked up that suggests this may happen? That, that is the expectation, but it's still fluid as of now whether government indeed will go ahead to cut expenditure. Because there's another argument being made that do they need to spend in critical areas to try and stimulate growth? If you look at the IMF projections and all the projections, the growth numbers are not looking that good. So... It's still fluid now. Maybe in the next few hours, we'll get those fine details about government's posturing and stance on expenditure. Um, thank you, George. And as we know of budgets, uh, sometimes even hours, just even minutes. An hour. Even a an document hour before, has changed yeah, before yeah, yeah, when yeah, we were exactly. in yeah. a copy of the true. budget. Minutes, 30 minutes, 15 minutes before time, <laughs> stuff change. So uh, we keep a close eye on this. Uh, Monday, we have around the clock coverage for you. Very important document indeed uh, to look forward to. Uh, let's stay with the issues surrounding the, uh, the finance and the economy because the finance committee uh, chair is in trouble with his own MPP folks in parliament. It is rare for MPs to gang up against one of their own colleagues, let alone launch attacks targeted at the leadership. But that was the situation chairman of the finance committee of parliament, Kweku Kwating, found himself in. Today, on the floor of parliament, he came under barrage of criticism from his colleague, majority MPs. They accused him of sitting on hundreds of tax waiver requests and refusing to bring them to the floor for approval. Uh, listen to the chairman of the Trade and Industry Committee, Carlos Ahinkra, describing his conduct as unacceptable. When we go on recess and the exemptions in this house will be granted, you put the investors in that situation where they have to wait for us to come up for recess before they can go and process their document. That is if the exemption is given. We are sitting in this room, we have exemption requests since 2021. 2021. And it is giving us problems, it's giving a headache. Are you telling me that every serious investor coming to this country who has borrowed money from the bank should sit down for two years before they get the exemption to credit goods for the port? What are you doing to industry? You are killing industry. Well, it is not only Carlos Ahinkra who went after the chairman of the finance committee, Kweku Kwating, uh, uh, himself today, uh, came also under criticism from the trade minister, KT Hammond also in an unprecedented fashion filed an urgent question seeking to haul mr quarting before the house to answer questions on the tax waivers and why his committee is not approving them uh, it, it is the minority leadership uh, today who are rising to the defense of mr quarting first listening to the minority leader uh, dr casey latter who says the attempt to blame the chairman of the finance committee 
is simply untenable. This House rejected those referrals and asked the Finance Committee to re-look and do further research into the matter. And, Mr. Speaker, it is not right and it is wrong for you to think that the Finance Committee, of which I'm a member, has failed to sit on the referrals. We sat on it, we brought it to this House, this House rejected it and referred it back to the Finance Committee to look at it again. And that is why, Mr. Speaker, we are not able to submit those referrals. Mr. Speaker, we are talking of 150 tax exemptions, 150 companies, amounting to billions of cities. Mr. Speaker, at the time that the government needs every revenue, and this House has referred it back to the Finance Committee. So nobody should blame the, finance, the, the Chairman of the Finance Committee for not doing his job. The trouble is that this House rejected them and asked the Finance Committee to re-look into the matter and re-bring it. And that is why we have not been able to... Well, 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 well. Well, Minority Chief Whip governs Kwame Abuja says Parliament will not be rushed into approving these waivers. Somebody is deliberately stifling the passage of tax waivers. And let me remind you that we have granted tax waivers to many companies who are actually not doing anything. And you know about it. So encouraging us to be giving tax waivers just because the people have demanded it is not correct. Find out from yourself. We've granted tax waivers in millions of dollars for the construction of the Pullman Hotel. Go to the site now and find out if any construction is going on there. Go to La General Hospital. We've granted tax waivers for La General Hospital. Is there a project going on there? We've granted tax waivers for Shamar District Hospital. Is there a project going on there? We've granted plenty. So why are you in the interest of shepherding or championing tax waivers? Are you, are you a chairman just interested in tax waivers? What you are doing, and to the extent that you singled out the chairman of the Finance Committee, who is doing the right thing by scrutinizing the, 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 the tax waiver to make sure that only those who actually are capable of the, doing the project get the tax waiver. Well, parliamentary correspondent Kweku Asante is with me in the studio. Kweku, so something really interesting happened today. The unprecedented nature of it has got a lot of people talking. Which is what exactly? The actions of the trade minister? Yes, KT Hamon. He was not on the floor today, but the whole of the eighth parliament, every question that has been asked on the floor has gone to a substantive minister. And they have mainly come from minority MPs. But the minister has filed a question standing in his name as trade minister and as MP for Adamsia Zokwa, directed at the chairman of the finance committee. Let me read the question. Notice of urgent question. It has been advertised on the other paper. It is expected to be asked. Kuki Kwatin is expected to come to the floor and come and answer before the house goes on recess. It says, to ask the chairman of the finance committee, Mr. Kuki Kwatin, Kwatin, why the finance minister has not reported on a number of one district, one factory related referrals on tax exemption to the house for almost two years now. And the interesting thing is, Katie Hamon sits next to um, our Honorable Kwekwajiman Kwatin. On the so, floor. On the floor. So the, the, their seats are just close to each other, behind the majority leader. Presumably, he has the answer. Exactly. An unofficial answer. Yes. And the question is, and has this also gone to the majority leadership? Because for the majority leader, who is the head of government business, to schedule this on the other paper, it meant that he has not been able to extract the answer formally and officially from Kuku Kwatin. That is why it has shown on the other paper. Kuku Kwatin, from what we understand... Was he in the it, house, though? He was in the house whilst he was being criticized. From right behind him, where Kalasai Kwa was sitting, firing at him, telling him that he's giving him headaches. He was sitting there with his hands in between his thighs, just quiet. He didn't say a word, and the minority leadership came to his defense. In fact... 
on three previous occasions, apart from today, Katie Hamon had come on the floor, asked the Speaker of Parliament to call Kweku Kwati into order because he felt like he was frustrating his ministry. The, mini the Speaker of Parliament told him that if he had questions, he knew how to go about it, prompting him to file this notice of urgent question to one of his own to come and answer on the floor of the House. Interesting times in Parliament indeed. All of this as we build up into Monday. Well, uh, stay with us here on Joy 99.7 FM. Ghana Connect in a minute.